Hey friends from Altria Online, this is Joe Rodriguez coming to you from Bristol, Connecticut. I'm joined tonight, as always, by, first of all, El Super Mojado here from Bristol as well. What's up, Super? What's up, guys? Once again, we're here ready for some action. Also joined by Luis Perez from El Paso, Texas. What's up, Luis? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, pleasure to be here as always and uh, ready to get going. Let's dive right into it. Recapping the last week of Liga MX. Um, so, Super, let's start with you, dude. What's the very first thing? What's the, the thing that stood out the most to you? Well, uh, what Chivas, of course, man. They they freaking uh, killed us. Uh, they had a, in my opinion, uh, ripped off. They had a PK in the last minute that they didn't call, you know. And nobody nobody's talking about it, you know. Everybody's seen it. They didn't go and review it. And, uh, you know, it sucks. I don't know if it's because they've been saying that, uh, you know, they've been favoring uh, Chivas too much. What about you, Luis? What's it up for you? Uh, I think it was the uh, Leone Caxa game. Uh, it was something I was looking forward to watching. Uh, two teams that uh, we know uh, can score. And, I mean, it was, a, it was a pretty high-scoring game, I guess you could say in a way. But uh, it, was, it was exciting to watch. Uh, yeah, that actually was a pretty good game. Um, <clears throat> going back to really quick to what Super was talking about Chivas. Chivas actually, in my opinion, was the much better team in that game. And if it really wasn't for the goalie... I mean, Chivas should have easily won that game. Oh, yeah, dude. That, that, um, como se llama? Uh, what's his name? This dude, uh, el lateral ahí. Um, the one that he had right in front of the goal, dude. And he just, you know, oh, no. the goalie went to the, to, to his left and he freaking shoots it right on, it's crazy. you know, dude, you have the, the goal wide open. You know, it's unbelievable. But, but again, I mean, I, I think Chivas just, Chivas was, yeah, it was definitely the well. better team. They were yeah. playing well. They were the better team. And then going back to that Necaxa and, uh, <clears throat> and Leon game. Uh, so last week we were praising Necaxa a lot. Remember, Luis? Uh, we talked about them. Well, you lot. guys were. I, don't get me into that one. <laughs> I, I, uh, <clears throat> whatever, super. So I was praising Necaxa a lot. I mean, they, they, because they, they deserved it. You know, that's the reality. Yeah. But today, uh, I mean, this weekend at home, they get trampled. But also, let's be realistic. Luis, going back to that game, right? So it was 2-2, and then they scored those two goals already like in minute 90-something in stop. Yeah, in the 80th, 88th minute, yeah. I believe, or something like that. And then, then 89th and the stoppage. <laughs> so, and Luis, stoppage, what, is, yeah. what does this tell us about Necaxa? Actually, I think it tells us more about uh, Lyon. Uh, they kept fighting till the end, even though it was a 2-2 game. I think Necaxa got a little comfortable with the score. And you, you just proves that you can't uh, take anything for granted, even in the 90th minute. And uh, Lyon went after it and got those two goals late, which pretty much sunk Necaxa's little winning streak, man. But, but, but Necaxa, I mean, Lyon had it under control. They were, they were leading the game, and Necaxa catch up to them. Yeah, they so were up to like, zero. Okay. you know... It, it, just they just, you know, they couldn't they couldn't do much. I I just think it's realistically, Leon is just way better team. It is it happened what they say when like Necaxa, you know, they say you're in the top, so take a picture because we don't know when we're gonna see you there again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Leon is definitely uh, a team to be reckoned with. I mean, Sorry, Samara, if you're listening. 
<laughs> <laughs> they continue to prove time and time again that they are indeed a good team. Um, but the other team that's uh, on top of the leaderboard right now is Santos. Yeah, they they do it. They they were they started like awesome. You know, they won the first four games, yep. and then they kind of like they fell in the ditch almost. You know, but now they're bouncing back up. They're first place again. They're leaders. Yeah. What do you think of Santos right now, uh, Luis? I mean, it's kind of hard to say they're a consistent team, but I think they're one of the most, maybe with Querétaro right now, that are uh, playing well. I mean, uh, they got shocked by uh, the Necaxa when Necaxa was on the up, uh, but they just uh, outplayed San Luis. Uh, they beat them, and they, they killed their little streak. Uh, so once again, I think like what we were talking about them early in the season, they're, uh, they're a very good team, very well put together, and uh, very well coached. Yeah, uh, the other team that is also impressing is Querétaro as well. Oh yeah, they got a one point out of a uh, Estadio Azteca, and uh, yeah. and they uh, they started winning. They started winning, and um, you know, then they it, it was like a crazy game because it was back and forth, back and forth all the time, and then they they score first, like America scored the minute after, and then America took the lead. And then a minute after, uh, Querétaro tied the game. So it was uh, it was a crazy game. It was a good game. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Super and uh, the golden touch or the the uh, Midas touch of uh, Victor Manuel Bucetich. Exactly. Bucetich, man. <laughs> this guy is freaking, you know, it's... He, everything he touches turned into gold, just like they say. So... No, I mean, uh, kudos <laughs> to him. Third place for Querétaro right now, so... Um, but you know, one other thing I wanted to point out from that game, um, dude, Gio Dos Santos, dude, what's he, going on? With he him? had, he had, well, he's coming back out of that injury that they, you know, the famous injury that keeps, keeps hunting him. Yeah. Well, uh, well, he came back, he had twice, he had the ball that you saw that he could have controlled it. Uh, and one of those, uh, I know one he, of them landed on, on his wrong foot. I get yes, that, but in the right foot, and this, you got to try it though. You're <clears> a professional, <throat> you know, it's like, it's not like us, you know, that we're in a pick a game and we won't hit the ball with uh, our bad foot, even if, you know, someone's chasing us. <laughs> so it's like, he, he, he should have just tried it. Who knows? You know, he could have yeah. gotten a good opportunity there. What, what do you, what do you make of uh, Gio's time at America so far, Luis? I think it's been kind of like uh, Gio's whole career, man. Uh, the first game he played was it when he came on, uh, gave a pass and scored the winning goal with a nice little chip, and then since then nothing, nothing really. Kind of like I said, like his career. I mean, he he was shining in the uh, sub that the Mexico won. Uh, he was getting playing time with Barcelona, and then all of a sudden he kind of fizzled out. Yeah, yeah, he's um, definitely a guy that. <sighs> I, I don't even know how to say. I mean, he's had obviously, like you know, we all know he's had those great moments in his career. But um, it's estrella fugaz, man. The, you know, that's what they that's what they call it. He's not he's not consistent. He just comes <clears> and goes. <throat> but anyhow, I mean, it's it's just um, it's interesting what's gonna happen to him if like he eventually is gonna you know get to a point where. I guess all of us expected. I don't think he's ever going to, though. No, I think his passes, his time has passed, and uh, he just has to like now try to at least have a consistent, you know, like a play in and in at least in a decent mode, and just 
That's he had. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he can bounce back. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, it sucks because uh, a lot of uh, he had a lot of uh, like a lot of promises. You know what I mean? Or he was very promising. A lot, player. Of, a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah hey, there you go. Yeah, that, yeah. You took the words you, out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I mean, everybody was looking forward to him reaching or even surpassing what what Vela is right now, because uh, it looked like he was more talented. He was the more talented of the two. The one that had the the door open, like uh, in a way, like we said, he's he was in Barcelona. Right. Uh, Vela had to be purchased by Arsenal and move around before he kind of found his niche. Right. Uh, but I guess it just shows. I mean, uh, the talent was always there, but he just didn't want to put in the the, the work. work. Yeah, yeah, it's typically the work, and, right? And those injuries, the the you know he's fragile, so he keeps getting injured, like you know, left and right. Yeah. Now that you bring him up, uh, what do you guys think? Who do you think is going to be the better of those Santos when they uh, when they uh, call it quits? Is it Jonathan, who was uh, kind of quiet, kind of quiet, and is now having a good season in the MLS? Or do you take Giovanni's highs uh, over the consistency Jonas has shown? I personally think Jonathan's going to be the better player Like when it's all said and done. When we look back at their careers, uh, most people are going to be like, oh, wow, you know, Jonathan wasn't a mega star, but he was a workhorse. And even... Then, like, every time I see him play, uh, I'm personally a big, big fan of Jonathan Dos Santos because he is such a workhorse. I mean, he is the guy that's running up and down the field like crazy, and he does that game in and game out, you know? Um, He also gets uh, slightly injured at times, uh, and that obviously has uh, also hindered, like, you know, his full potential, in my opinion. But I think uh, when it's all said and done, Jonathan's going to be the one that is going to have the the better career or people are going to consider the better of the two. I don't know, man. It's hard to say because now I know he is a, a great player. It reminds me like of a Gerardo Torrado, you know, uh, Jonah does. Mm-hmm. But then when you talk about... Menos lo puerco. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then when you talk about Giovanni, the first thing that comes to your mind is that goal that he scored with US, dude. Yeah, but those dude, are moments. Though. I know his moments. Yeah, but and I mean stuff, now, now dude, nowadays you could always go back to uh, Jonah scoring that goal against the U.S. as exactly. well. But really, when you put him, when you compare the two, do you think which one is the better goal? To yeah, me, but it's just one all the way. It's just a better you know? goal, though. Uh, well, yeah, but oh, like yeah. I said, it's it's one of those memories though that is it, it will never leave your your mind. And if you were asked about the two of them, which one do you think that right, will but come I mean, to your mind? Are we gonna judge them just? On that goal alone, I don't think we are. Well, it's it's unfortunate, but some people. It's kind of uh, it's kind of, of ironic that, that one got the talent and the other got the uh, work, uh, the ethnic, the worth ethic. Right. Uh, think of uh, if you combine both of them, <laughs> yeah. Then you'd get the the, the player you, we too, we all want. <laughs> too bad they're not super saiyans, right? They could have yeah. been the fusion. You know what it is too <laughs> that uh, it's bad choices because uh, at at one point I think Gio was kind of like. Just like uh, it was learning from his his uh, his teacher uh, Ronaldinho, he was a partier guy. So yeah. that's what they say. He liked to party a yeah. lot. So you know when you do that, and obviously you're not gonna play the same. Look what happened to Ronaldinho. He could yeah. have had the greatest <clears throat> career, but unfortunately, that okay. outside of the field, kind of like uh, right now that uh, we mentioned Torrado, it reminded me. So like we gotta change gears now. Um, it reminded <laughs> me of Cruz Azul. <laughs> you know, Torrado, obviously uh, a long-time Cruz Azul player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cruz Azul coming off their uh, League's Cup win. So the question now, first uh, to you, Luis, what did you make of it? What did 
what does that win mean? Does that cup count as anything? Well, I mean, it was it was shocking, obviously, because uh, I think everybody called uh, Tigres win from the last podcast we did. Um, yeah, guilty. But I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> I saw it. Uh, I don't see it as it changing anything. I mean, it's it's a nice cup. You're the first winner. But as of now, the league's cup, like you said, really isn't anything. Uh, it can grow probably to be something that you're gonna you're gonna fight for, kind of like the Copa MX. You know, when it first started. Uh, nobody really paid attention to it, and now you see that once once the the quarterfinals start or the playoffs start, teams are taking it a lot more seriously, playing a lot more starters and wanting to win that cup. Right. As of now, I mean, if if Cruz Azul fails to to make it to the Liguilla again, I don't think anyone's going to remember the league's cup, man. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I'm on the same boat. I don't think that a lot of people really care too much about the league's cup at this point. Um, I don't know what they need to do to that tournament. Um, but I just, uh, I, I think that people aren't probably even going to count it. But I don't know. Super, what do you think? It's, it's the money cup, man. It's <laughs> just the money cup. They created that to fill their pockets even more, you know. they U.S. is where the money is. So obviously they're going to create stuff like that to, so they can, you know, make us spend our, our, our money. You know, we don't... People, fans around here, they, they, they don't care. They'll go to the, the games even if they, they suck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, most so, fans want to go to the games, and yes. for sure. It's definitely... Maybe that's, the, uh, maybe that's the answer, though, Super. It is the money. Uh, you make the, the winner, the second place, maybe uh, a nice little pot at the end where it's, uh, it's not only going to benefit you with a nice little trophy in your case, but even uh, a nice little bonus for winning it. That might make teams take it a little more seriously. But, yeah. Exactly, but once the... The MLS teams, they didn't take this seriously at all. Which they, is kind of ironic putting, because they should be the ones. Right, right. <laughs> they, they were the ones that came up with the idea, I'm assuming. And it's like, now you don't take this seriously? You know, I don't know. It's just, it's just hysterical. <clears throat> well, the, I mean, the, the, the reality is that that was a boost of confidence for Cruz Azul regardless, though. You know, like we may say whatever we want, but a cup is a cup nonetheless. So it's a boost of confidence. Um, was it really though? Because look what they did on uh, on Sunday. They tied uh, uh, Pumas. They, they didn't do much. They're yeah, right now. I mean, but again, it's uh, it's a trophy, dude. Like anytime you get to lift a, a trophy, it's uh, it's already a win. I, in my opinion, you know. I mean, l l look, let's be realistic. If Chivas would have been in that cup, and they would have <laughs> won that, we would have been <laughs> celebrating like if it was like practically a, a league title. That's the truth. You laugh about it, but it's true, you know? And, and same thing with America fans. America fans would have been like, oh, well, look at how many titles we have. And they would have probably included <laughs> seven titles in the last six, you know, out of the last seven or whatever the hell they, they do, you know? Hey, I'll tell you one thing. If Atlas had won that cup, I would be celebrating it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's just the, the team, uh, yeah. basically. Like you guys say, the team and the history. Right. Um, obviously, Azul fans, this isn't the cup they want. No. But... Yeah, it's a dreaded, it's the dreaded title, League MX title that you know they they definitely want to, uh, you know they're hoping to get. But anyway, uh, switching gears now, uh, going back to League MX, um, let's talk about the coaches in the hot seat right now. Super, who's uh, on the hot seat right now? How many? Well, first of all, let's find out how many coaches have been canned so far. Oh, uh, like six, I believe. Uh, yeah. So there's just around there, like yeah. around six. Okay. It was, you know. So is Tomas Boy there? I believe so. I believe Tomas. If Tomas Boys loses El Clasico, he's out. That's oh. that's where I give him to El Clasico. 
if he loses that game, he's done. Especially because he's been bragging about that. America that we're never going to lose to America. Yeah, beat me. You know. So, I I I think that if they lose that game, he's out. Uh, Luis, who else is on the hot seat? I think uh, Kufre's on the hot seat. Uh, he's definitely not doing well with uh, my Atlas again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also think uh, La Volpe is on the hot seat, and he's been on the hot seat for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, he yeah. got a surprising win, you know? Yeah. And against your Atlas. Even, uh, I guess that even was the uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> even though they, uh, they won... Pretty convincingly, I still think Palermo might be on the hot seat with Pachuca. Really, if they have another another decline. Yeah, because they're very they're very up and down, man. Like uh, one day they'll, they'll beat Tijuana four one, and then the next day they'll they'll struggle against Veracruz or or you know you know uh, I don't think they're consistent. The, the one that you guys may not may not agree, but I've heard too. I've been hearing that he's in the hot seat. Is the guy from Monterrey? Uh, People don't, they're not liking what they're seeing from Monterrey, especially with a team that they have. You know, it's its just, you know, they're not happy. They're yeah. not happy the way they, even if when they win, if, if like this past game, I mean, they, they, they got tied and then they end up winning. But, it, you know, people are just not happy with, uh, with this guy. Yeah, I, I think I see it as uh, maybe what's going on in England with uh, Manchester City and United. You know, they, they both have money. They both have all the toys that they want. But one team won the Premier League and is, is always on top of the league right now, which is Man City. And uh, United, there's, they're buying players. They're, they're, in, they're getting everything they want for the coach, and he's still not doing it. I think that's kind of what's going on in Monterrey. I mean, both teams are spending like no one's business. But obviously, Tigres are having the results, getting to finals. Even though they lost this last one, uh, they're still the champions, and Monterrey really hasn't hasn't had anything going since uh, the Concacaf champions. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sorry, I gotta go back really quick to you both mentioned Toluca and Pachuca, and I was just thinking about uh, our friend over at uh, ESPN uh, 710 Radio in LA, uh, David uh, Delholm, who uh, actually invited us to come on his radio show last week. And um, I didn't realize that uh, Toluca and Pachuca were his two favorite teams. You know? <laughs> uh, so he was talking about, like, what's going on with them? And, you know, uh, I was just telling him, like, well, you know, Toluca is the one that I feel like doesn't really have a chance to come back, you know, make it to the Liguilla. But Pachuca, on the other hand, um, I, I have to give Palermo a little bit of credit. I don't like the history between Palermo and... And Chivas and all that, but <laughs> you got to give credit where credit is due. And I think he's doing a decent job. Is he on the hot seat? I don't think so. But anyway, it's just kind of funny. And I was, that's why I was thinking about, uh, you know, about David and how those two, ironically, were his two favorite teams. And they both ended up winning, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy because Liga MX, I mean, it's just like such a competitive league. And I mean, Toluca didn't really win. I mean, they play against Atlas. <laughs> Luis. <laughs> Come on, guys. Really, Super? Really, man? <laughs> um, hey, look, at the, look at the table real quick, Super. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Super likes to talk a lot of smack, but then he doesn't stop to think that Chivas isn't... Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, I like... I can take it and dishes, so don't don't worry. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, <clears throat> So anyhow, um, well, we shall see. I think there's certainly a couple of uh, of uh, coaches out there who are just literally one 
the feed or maybe two away from um, from being out. Um, so that being said, looking at this week, super, we know it's a double jornada, and we took a look at the schedule. The first, uh, you know, uh, what is it, round 11? Yes. Not that sexy, right? But what's the biggest match that stands out in that uh, midweek games? The, mid- the midweek is uh, definitely Cruz Azul-Monterrey. That's going to be a good one. You Probably know. the biggest one, right? I think so. Uh, you know, the rest of them are like, you know, just it leans one way, I, I see. I think, in, in, in a lot of them. Who's, uh, who's Chivas playing against? Uh, Chivas is going to play Pachuca. Pachuca, so. okay. So is that hey, is that a, a must-win game. game for Chivas? Yes, having Palermo right there, man. Yeah, I think if uh, I don't think uh, Boy will make it to uh, the Clásico if, if Pachuca puts a hurting on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, a 1-0, 2-0 loss, maybe a one-goal loss, they keep him. He gets pummeled maybe 3-4-0 or a bigger difference, and I don't think uh, Boy makes it to the Clásico. Wow. I think that would be a, a, bear, a wrong move, man. I, don't th- I think he will make it to the Clásico. But like well, said, you forget that uh, Tecnico que debuta gana super. So, I mean, maybe if they fire him, get a new coach in for a week before the Clásico, it's something America's not going to expect. No, but would you, I mean, do you really think that... Somebody was about to sneak that? up there. <laughs> yeah, somebody was about to come up behind me, man. A little sneak attack. It, it happened like that uh, video of the, <laughs> yeah, the, of the reporter, kid. the little yeah. kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> The baby sitter was like dragging. In case, in case, uh, in case we don't end up posting this, uh, you know, on YouTube for whatever reason, um, (laughs) or or the video part of this podcast, uh, somebody just walk, try to walk in on uh, Luis Perez's uh, (laughs) back. Quickly reacted. So one of my little girls is gonna. Jump in here right now. Um, and, uh, she's going to take my screen time. That's what I'm worried about. That's why we were laughing about that. Yeah, they're, they're far more entertaining than I am. <laughs> so uh, it's just interesting that you mentioned that, Luis, that uh, that you think that the Mus Boy would not make it, uh, you know, if he ends up getting... I, I, I get it. I, I, I mean, if I see if Pachuca beats Chivas for nothing, uh, yeah, the Mus Boy is, is done. I you're you're absolutely right. If he loses like one zero two one whatever, then yeah, like he'll he'll live to the classical. But then if he wins the classical, then he survives. You know what I mean? So it's just like it, it's like a result based, you know, league. You know what I mean? It's like oh, you keep your job if you win certain games. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? I I know. It drives me but crazy. Like, like I said, it's it's just <clears throat> I don't see that. Uh, I don't. I just don't see them doing that right before a classical. Yeah. I don't see them. If it was if it was Vergara there, I could see it. But not and not, not a Maori. Not it is Vergara, no, just not no. yeah. Jorge. <laughs> well Jorge, yeah, that's what I yeah. mean. If it was yeah. Jorge. I think in this uh first slate of games, you guys are overlooking uh Querétaro Necaxa, man. That might be a, a very good game. I mean Querétaro top of the league, Necaxa's uh, up there still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually I I well, I mentioned that quickly, but Super was like yeah. uh, I think Querétaro. Sorry, Samara. I think Querétaro. Yeah, I think, I think Super's just trying to start gonna... beef with uh, Samara <laughs> one way or another, man. Like, uh, anytime Nekaxa comes out, he like, like, uh, who hurt you, man? <laughs> what what Nekaxa fan hurt you, Super? <laughs> no, dude. I mean, <laughs> let's be realistic. Who good, is Nekaxa? <laughs> well, oh, anyway. Oh, all right, hold on. I wanna, I wanna. All right, I wanna start focusing on uh, the Clásico. So the Chivas. America obviously is going to take place uh, in the weekend, and uh, same thing with Leon versus I mean Leon uh, Tigres versus uh, Monterrey. Yeah. Um, 
obviously we all know that uh, out of those two, El Clásico Nacional, you know, Super Clásico, uh, definitely draws more. But there's people that have been saying that the Clásico between Monterrey, El Clásico Regio, uh, Monterrey and Tigres, uh, is getting close to that caliber uh, over Super Clásico. Uh, I definitely gonna not gonna ask Super. <laughs> I gotta ask a neutral fan. Come on, Luis. Come on. What do you What yeah, do you, you think really of think about you, it, Luis? You mind uh, You mind muting Super while I do this because uh, <laughs> I don't want to get him jumping in. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think the the reason it looks that way is because of the way Monterrey and Tigres are playing right now. Uh, for the past few seasons, they've always been on the top of the uh, the tabla, and they faced each other a lot in playoffs recently. Right. Whereas uh, Chivas and America, even though it's it, they have all that history, um, recently the games haven't really been what we expect. You know, uh, they're more slugfest now than than thrilling games. And uh, the Tigres uh, Monterrey game usually has a little more uh, excitement behind it, if you will. Um, damn, I can see Super chomping at the bit, man. <laughs> Come on, it's more exciting. What are you talking about? It's got two completely different well, games. I'm saying, I'm saying as a as a neutral fan, Super. Uh, like I said, I, I I would like to see I like to see the Monterrey uh, Tigres game, even though recently they've turned into defensive matches as well. Um, but you know what? Who knows? Maybe we'll get a, a four three. Uh, Super, uh, super Clásico, and, and you'll get it. I think it's uh, it loses its luster uh, when one team isn't doing as well. Like if America Chivas were 1-2 in the tabla, then of course... Oh, forget I mean, about it. There it goes, yeah. But right now with America in playoff position and Chivas below Atlas... Well, um, <laughs> America... America... <laughs> you just had to throw that one in there, don't you? <laughs> Well, listen, America, they haven't won a game in, in, in six games. Uh, last time they won was against Morelia. And, uh, um, and you know, I know. I just hope that it doesn't end in the Clásico empate, 0-0. I mean, 0-0. I just want to see some action, right. you know. And right now, they're both, I see them both, they're not doing too good, both of them. Even though America is up, uh, is up there, but it's like America has... So You've gotten five ties and one loss in six games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the here's the big question: Has the Super Clásico lost its luster, its illusion, mystique, whatever you want to call it? They what you know what they have lost is the players that put the heart into it, players that feel the jersey that they're wearing, players like you know like Cuauhtémoc Blanco, like Ramon Ramirez, Benjamín Galindo. Coyote, you know, it's players like that. We need we need those kind of players. And th there's there hasn't been someone that really feels the colors in those two teams, you know. And that's what that's what it has what we, we have lost, you know. Those kind of players that like uh terrazas. Remember, like you know, yeah. th that dude used to say, I hate Chivas and I will never play in Chivas, and you know and he and never he, did and he never did, dude. Right. So right it, now, when you have uh, Oribe Peralta, <laughs> now you got Oribe Peralta. <laughs> there. He might end up scoring in Chivas' goal, you know. So, right. <laughs> so it's like, dude, that's what that's what I think we have lost. But the fans just they just make the, this game special, you know, just with the fans because they have such such large crowds. 
you know, yeah. I'm going to be having like a, a, a watch game at my house, you know, for El Super Clásico. And I'm having all these uh, America and uh, Chivas fans over there. So it's like, dude, you know, that that hasn't been lost within the fans. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I don't think it's lost its luster per se, because like I said, even myself as a, a non-fan of either team, I'll still watch it. I'm still going to watch the game when it's on. So uh, I think it's more of a casual fan uh, basis. Like you said, Super, you're a Super Chivas fan. You're going to watch it no matter what. Uh, and I think even the casual fans, the guys that don't watch week to week, they're going to be able to uh, – this is a one game they watch, if you will. Uh, if you're not a diehard or if you're just like, who's your team? Oh, it's Chivas. Oh, when's the last time you saw them play? Oh, I don't know how they're doing. That kind of fan – this is the game they're going to watch. So, right. I mean, I don't think it still lost its luster. It'd be interesting to see if we could get, like, our hands on some ratings to see if... Uh, oh, no, the ratings the, the ratings are always good. It's typically uh -huh. the most watched game, you know, for Univision, regardless. Um, it's really rare. I mean, like, especially for regular season, it's for sure, like, always, like, in one of the top, you know, five most watched games of the, of the regular season. I mean, and I know that because I, you know, I've done that kind of research in the past. Um, but I think a lot of it is just at the end of the day, historic, you know, it's the history behind it. The reason why fans keep on coming, coming back to the game. And, you know, I actually, what I was going to touch on really quick was just how these matches, these rivalries, right? The reason why they are eternal and why they last forever it's truly because of the fans. Because even if you compare this, you know, and in the U.S. here, we're very, very good at talking about rivalries, you know? College football, rivalry week, you know what I mean? Or in baseball, Yankees, Red Sox, you know, you name it. Um, all that stuff is just part of the American culture. And I think not just American culture, but sports culture in general, Correct. Yeah, I so, think it's, it's very similar to what we talked about uh, earlier with the U.S.-Mexico games. Correct, uh, yeah. Whether it's whether a friendly, it's a friendly, does it still mean anything? Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, even like you say, when, when you have those exhibition games, if it's Chivas America, I mean, the stadium's still going to get full no matter where you play. Yeah. And there's still going to be plenty of fans, no matter if you're watching a sub-23 team play. I mean, the, the fans are going to go. The right. fans are going to try it. So, I mean, I don't think it's lost its luster. Uh, it's still the Super Clásico, like I said. Like everyone's gonna watch it. Um, I just think that uh, it's only it's better when both teams are doing well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that uh, when both teams are playing up to their potential, when both teams are you know excelling, then obviously yeah. there's a lot more at stake. But even so, you know, Chivas can be in like you know the 14, 15 spot in America in first place, and. You know, you're still gonna want to beat your eternal rival. That's the reality. Yeah, that's a different kind of game. You play that different. You forget about how you're doing at the, at, you know, understandings, and this is you take this like extra special. You know, you take this game like it means a lot more to beat America than you know. Yeah, I mean, it, the only thing that that's more important than beating America is winning a title, winning. probably. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's, well, uh, uh, I won't ask you this, Joe, because I know you're you're more level-headed than Super. We have plenty <laughs> of uh, America fans uh, at ETO. Are you gonna? Are you even though you guys are low on the table? Are you still gonna play some bets with them, or are you gonna use the table as an excuse? Uh, no, I mean, I I normally don't like to wager when because uh, I'm very realistic. 
you know? Um, yeah, that's, like I said, you're realistic. Yeah. Super is the <laughs> like, one that, my expect- that thinks you guys are going to go on a 10-game winning streak. Yeah, I don't no. bet I don't bet with my heart, <laughs> that's for sure. Don't worry. I don't either. I only bet when I know I'm going to win, so. <laughs> so wait, so what does that mean? Is Chivas winning? Of course. If, if, I, if I bet, you're defi- <laughs> we're definitely winning. <laughs> So um, I don't know. Anyhow, so it's 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 also great because this is such a it's such a big week. You know what I mean? Uh, doble jornada, and obviously, like you know, you have like two amazing games. You know, in the weekend with those two, with those two, um, you know, classicals. So I'm really looking forward to this week. Um, all right. So changing things up now. Let's talk about the ETO Quinella. Uh, we got a new winner this week. We did. Josue America 17. Oh, man. Talking about America. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to Josue. Um, he ended up winning. It was a really, really close um, Quinella once again. Uh, it was 36 to 33. Really? I don't know what the difference maker was, uh, but he certainly won. And you know what? Kudos to Josue America because he's been playing the Quinella the entire time from the get-go. And, uh, you know, because of his big victory uh, this week, he finally gets his, uh, you know, he gets uh, his name engraved in one of the rounds, uh, mm-hmm. the weekly round winners, as one of the weekly rounds winners, I should say. But uh, most importantly, that also allows him to place himself in contention for the, you know, the big price, the regular season price. Where's he at on the... On the overall. So overall, he's definitely a top three. Um, because I was actually just taking a look at that. And um, let's see. So Josue, America 17. So yeah, so this week he Third ended up place? winning that. Yeah, so. Second. No, no. So it's uh, M. Garcia 09, who's in first place still. But her, her margin has been chopped off significantly um hold on i'm taking a look at this thing here yeah i know that that um it's been you know close it's been close every week uh yeah. the past few weeks now so no it's getting really 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 tight so all right m garcia has 254 points josue america's in second actually oh so see yeah so that i remember i had seen that he jumped to second place with 250 points so he's only four points let's Remember, so for those of you that don't know the rules for the Quinella, for every win, uh, every um, outcome, I should say, you get five points. But if you get the correct result, you get a three-point bonus. So it's eight points if uh, if you get the correct result. So again, uh, Josue America, 250 points now. Agosek, 247. Aguila Real, 235. And then there's a big drop-off after that. It's Alex, 5 with 203. So... You know, I mean, it's still it's still anybody's game at the end of the day. But again, the two free tickets to any game of their choice and the two nights hotel. You know, we need to push for more people to join the ETO Quinella, so that way we can you know get them uh, get us to include the transportation. But I've seen very minimal interest. I don't know what's going on. What do you think? People don't want to. They want to do this. What do you think, Luis? I don't know, man. They're just. Lazy. I think actually this week might help because, <laughs> like what you said, I mean. Uh, Maybe they look at the leaderboard and say, you know what, I can't catch up to them. Uh, but we're only halfway through. And what you just said with uh, Josue America jumping up to the top three already. I mean, you have one good week and you're already up there. 
yeah. even if you started even if you started late so even if uh i think that might be uh, the main issue with people who feel that since they didn't start from the beginning they might not have a chance to win but obviously <laughs> and, if, if you have one good week a couple of good picks uh you're you're golden you're up there and and maybe maybe and maybe that you know that's the case and maybe you're not gonna catch up okay maybe you maybe if you start now maybe you won't catch up but we gotta remind everyone that there's prices every week right there's and, prices every week so it's it's even if you think oh you know i won't play because i i, I won't even reach you know the the second place right so don't be discouraged because there's prices every week and this week is a double jornada there you go this is a good this is a so good this week yeah this is a good place to start yes yes yeah, because so you could go up there and you know the double jornada price is typically so the way that uh, the quinella works is during a double jornada it's a uh, basically uh times two price you know so it's a bigger price so it's typically you know instead of one gift card it's two gift cards or uh sometimes we all give a jersey you know uh, an even bigger price so just be on the lookout because if you win this double jornada then it's uh it's certainly something uh that that can be very special and help you on top of that get to the um closer to the top of the leaderboard but you're right super uh, people should not get discouraged no no like i said uh, there's a price every week yep so. All right, guys, uh, I think that pretty much does it for this uh, episode of the ETO Quinella with the Super Mojado. <laughs> and uh, and Luis Perez. So, final words, guys? Go ahead, uh, Luis. Are you going to let me go, Super? I'll let you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> don't, and, don't, and don't worry, we'll catch up to you, you know. You'll be behind Yeah, now, uh, now I'm a little worried because I'm going to say something completely related to what we're talking about and you're going to hit me with a zinger i'm not going to be able to answer <laughs> <laughs> oh no like you said uh if you haven't signed up to the uh el, the quinela go ahead this double jornada is a great opportunity to catch up and win that double prize uh also go ahead and uh like you said uh don't bypass those midweek games because there's some good ones on there and then obviously the the classical we'll see how that goes hopefully it's exciting uh, and we have a lot to talk about next podcast Absolutely, super. Well, I just want to thank you, everyone, uh, listening and, you know, looking forward for this Doble Jornada. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, the other thing uh, that I want to just uh, quickly remind is that uh, all these America fans are going to start talking smack early on. But, hey, at the end of the day, you know what? Chivas fans are always Chivas fans. <laughs> just look at Super. Yeah, right here, the num numero uno, number one. <laughs> the worst case scenario is they just sing Cielito Lindo. <laughs> All right, so on behalf of Super Mojado, I'm Joe Rodriguez and also Luis Perez. Thanks for tuning in once again to the ETO podcast. Till next time.